This is a KUNV Studios original program. You're listening to special programming brought to you by itswhereiam.com. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Good morning, Las Vegas. Thank you for tuning in and listening to It's Where I Am on 91.5 FM KUNV. This is Dr. G, Clinical and Public Relations Director for Great Minds Counseling and Wellness Center. I'm here today with an individual that I'm really excited to introduce to all of you this morning. This is Levi Schultz, who is running for a congressional seat. Uh, Let me get this correct, though. He is running for the U.S. House of Representatives, Nevada's 4th Congressional District. Good morning, Levi, and welcome to It's Where I Am. Good morning, Dr. G. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm excited to host you this morning and and for our listeners and for our community and for our state to have a little bit more of an opportunity to get to know you. And so what I'm really hoping for this morning is that as you and I have some coffee together and we just hang out, uh, that uh, voters have an opportunity to really get to know who you are as a person. Um, what are some areas that you hope to make some systemic change throughout our state and, and to really identify what are some areas that you're passionate about? So um, you, if, if you're ready to go, I'd like to just jump in and, and uh, introduce you. Yes, I am ready to go. Oh. Um, Absolutely. Um, My biggest issue that I have wanted to tackle is affordable housing. So, as you know, with Great Minds, affordable housing has been affecting everything because it affects how uh, it it affects how people interact with within their jobs, within their communities, within their families. Um, And and it's such a big stressor in the state that it's affecting uh, the way people are uh, are you know buying groceries and goods and consuming things and if, if people have less money then they don't they don't spend on themselves and they don't uh, take in the goods and services that uh, the the city has to offer outside of tourism uh, so that's that's uh, my biggest issue but um, another issue uh, that I that I would like to take on is healthcare. So can I jump in first? And I, I want to just acknowledge um, affordable housing. So I've had the privilege of providing clinical services throughout the state of Nevada. I've lived in both Las Vegas as well as Reno. And I, I can really speak to housing prices soaring up in both the north and the south and it becoming uh, too expensive for families to find uh, housing, apartments. And, and so this is really causing um, a lack of um, workers for lots of different industries uh, because it's no longer affordable to live 
throughout the state of Nevada. Um, and and so, um, do you have any thoughts in terms of you know when we when we acknowledge that we all agree that this is a real issue within our state? But do you have some ideas in terms of maybe as as a um, government how we can kind of think about this and and maybe make some positive impact uh, throughout the state of Nevada? Yes, absolutely. We have to think about the role that corporations play in our lives, uh, particularly around housing, because what I've discovered is that we have a ton of these large corporations that are buying up single-family houses. So they have the opportunity to artificially inflate the rates, uh, and it affects both homeowners and renters. So you know, private equity owns roughly 55% of all apartment units around the country, and they're slated to own uh, just shy of 40% of all housing in the United States uh, in 20, by 2030. So that's the biggest uh, issue within our housing market is the fact that we have these large corporations that folks are going out having to compete with, uh, and they're giving cash offers. Uh, and and uh, they simply people simply can't compete when they're going to go buy homes, not to mention housing and urban development uh, has already stated there's a shortage so when you have something that's in short supply and corporations are buying up uh, the por- the portion that is available, it causes the price to go up. So um, it, it, it's also a, an issue where these landlords are operating with impunity throughout the state. So there is no uh, rent caps. There's no reprieve for the consumer in the housing market. Um, so it's it's a it's a big problem. Uh, and it affects so much. When I was at Cheyenne High School, I was talking to our kids about the quality of the education they're getting. And I also talked to a few teachers. Yes. And they were saying that, you know, the cost of the housing is unsustainable. So they are considering leaving the state because it's it, they can't afford to be here. So listeners, you, you can't see uh, my facial uh, responses. Uh, my eyes are getting larger because Levi is highlighting a huge need for many of us uh, that that we all, on some level, are impacted by how our housing housing prices have just just um, increased, um, and pun intended, gone through the roof. <laughs> where many of us that I would view as just being working class individuals, working class families are having more and more trouble being able to afford paying rent and and sustaining, uh, I would refer as, uh, you know, I mean, decent housing. Um, And so, you know, we have, Levi, you highlighted that there's these larger corporations that are purchasing all these homes um, and that they're really creating uh, this lock on on the ability for people such as teachers to find affordable housing, um, which then therefore is is creating conversations where individuals may decide to leave the state because their their salaries are uh, not matching in regards to being able to to just survive in terms of how much they're making annually. So, this is a huge conversation because already I feel like within the state of Nevada that our teachers 
um, may not have or be reimbursed for the work that they're doing, um, and their their role is so essential to us as a as a community, as a state. Honestly, I believe, anyways, to thrive and to move forward. Um, so, as as a congressional candidate, you know this is one area that is really important to you. And so, if you don't mind, Levi, um, you and I, we've had the opportunity. I, I've had the opportunity to get to know you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, could you share with our listeners on ninety one point five FM um, a little bit about your background and and maybe. Uh, Share why housing and affordable housing is is a topic that is important to you. Yes, absolutely. So, you know, I was born in California but raised here um, by a single mother. My mother worked tirelessly. Uh, I watched her work in the healthcare field as a CNA uh, tirelessly to put food on the table. Uh, we lived outside of Nellis Air Force Base uh, in the area where a lot of transient folks live. Uh, because that's what we could afford. And we I realized from a very young age that it's expensive to be poor. Uh, and in that time, you know, a lot of folks um, have feelings about, I guess you would say, social programs. But in that time, my mother did not want uh, something handed to her. She wanted a fair shot. And to me, as a leader in society, that fair shot comes from the ground up. It doesn't come from uh, leading from top down. So you have to get on the ground and know what people's plights are. So we we endured quite a bit of uh, our fair share of poverty, our fair share of um, strife and not knowing where the next meal is going to come from, especially after my mother broke her wrist as a CNA. And we were um, forced to even to lower our standard of living at that point um, and and live wherever we could simply afford. Uh, I bounced around from school to school in the CCSD uh, school district, and uh, I have firsthand experience. So when I'm speaking from the, the perspective of a candidate, I'm not speaking just as a candidate. I'm speaking as someone who lived it, uh, who knows what the issues are and are and is not far removed uh, from that. Uh, my mom still works for the state. She's a uh, she's a uh, a worker for the Cooperative Extension uh, for uh, UNR, and she still serves her community. And she's she's done that her whole life. But I see that it 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 just in my eyes it has not paid off the way that it should for someone who has done nothing but serve her community. So this this story, Levi, moves me, and it moves me because honestly, uh, not too long ago, um, you know, I was homeless, mm-hmm. and I was homeless for about eight weeks. And I am deciding to share this with our listeners because I feel like homelessness can impact any one of us, and it can happen at any time. Um, and it's not just an issue for individuals that others may view that come from a lower socioeconomic status, that it impacts all of us. And that as we've seen some of our development 
uh, occur here in Las Vegas, which I think is phenomenal because I hope it's creating new jobs and it's fueling some of our, well, it's fueling the economy. We've also seen, though, how housing prices have just increased astronomically. Mm -hmm. So we've seen historically in the past a lot of individuals uh, uh, come into the state of Nevada from California because of housing prices and that how housing historically has been significantly lower here versus California. Mm -hmm. And now, though, you know, it's, it's increasing at a rate that's pretty pretty exponential and and to a point though where it's becoming almost out of reach for working class middle class families um, so you know I feel as clinical director at great minds we provide a lot of clinical services to community members uh, that suffer with mental illness and that may fall within a classification or may have severe mental illness and it's not uncommon that uh, a handful or a good percentage of these individuals uh, struggle with homelessness and being able to attain affordable housing. One of the barriers that we've observed at Great Minds is that um, for an individual to secure a rental lease, uh, they need to make three times the amount of of what the the monthly rent is, mm. um, and that's really setting up a huge systemic barrier for individuals that are receiving monthly social security income, and and that's really for many of these individuals their sole uh, their sole income, um, and and so they're having difficulties then being able to access housing because you know that they are only living off of their social security income uh and and so you know i'm excited and passionate as well as you are levi to um see how the state of nevada you know can create um I don't know, brainstorming or plans to help these individuals move forward in a, in a safe way. Um, you know, I, I, I believe anyways that, you know, basic needs have to be met in order for individuals then to have the uh, emotional and mental capacity mm -hmm. to then learn and then master other skill sets. Like, I don't know, maybe learning how to manage a bank account and, and, and balance a checkbook. Um, and, and if, you know, we're worried about though, um, where I'm gonna lay my head down at the end of the day or where my next meal is gonna come from, you know, all those other skills that we need to really navigate, I think, in a safe way throughout life, uh, we're, we're never gonna have the opportunity to master those. Yes, yes. So something else that you um, shared at the top of this show, uh, Levi, is that another area that you're passionate about is is access to um, medical health coverage. Um, can you speak a little bit about that and, and kind of just talk about, you know, uh, what you'd like to see available for uh, community members throughout the state? Yeah. So, so for the United States as a whole, we have to change our view of what governance is. Um, we invest in a lot of things in this country. Uh, I served the military. Um, I've seen it firsthand. I've seen how the United States taxpayer dollar is spent 
uh, at least um, in the in the capacity of the military. Um, and I can tell you that as a country, we're not investing in people, which is the most critical element of maintaining a country and and being able to um, to thrive, to have a healthy citizenry that we invest in. And I think that healthcare should be a human right that is subsidized. Now, a lot of folks say, well, there's no way to do that. Uh, it's going to cost so much. Uh, the interesting part about that is, is at this current time, you see how much the United States is able to muster for warfare. Um, and I can tell you, uh, that's not a dig against the United States military. We need a military. But I can tell you from service that a lot of that money is not going to the troops. A lot of that money is going to uh, failed Pentagon projects, like the V-22 project that the uh, the Pentagon announced was not suitable for carrier operations, but we paid $6.4 billion for. Wow. So, so there's a lot of waste in government that we can allocate toward moving in this direction to include uh, setting up a single-payer system for health care to reduce the cost um, and to allow a, a level of transparency in our health care uh, I think that we need to we we should dare to be greater, and I think the the greatness of America comes from investing in its people. Because when you do, the people are able to unleash a level of ingenuity and creativity uh, that that rivals you know everyone around the world. I love that dare to be greater. Exactly. Um, so. Healthcare is so expensive. It is, and and I agree. I mean, I it should be accessible by everyone, uh, by every citizen. Um, you know, it, it there's so many different layers. Um, I was facilitating family therapy uh, the other day, and and um, I continue to see this family pro bono because their health insurance has lapsed. Mom was initially going to lose her job. Uh, she was g- being laid off. Uh, she, and, and coincidentally, she works in substance use treatment in the field. And uh, it, was, it was just low census for the holiday time. And so they were laying off employees, this employer. Um, and henceforth, mom uh, lost her health insurance that covered both her and her five-year-old daughter that, that I see in family therapy. And, and so we were talking about, through the exchange, what are some ways in which this family could access uh, health care coverage um, so that, you know, God forbid, if something was to happen, the family could be seen by uh, a medical doctor, physicians, and, and not receive these huge astronomical bills for care be, that they may have to pay for in cash uh, because they, they're not covered under health insurance. Mm-hmm. Um, and trying to navigate navigate different plans and 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 what's available it, it was really confusing and I'm someone who works in the field of healthcare as a mental health provider and so you know there has to be an easier way for families for individuals to be able not just to have access to healthcare um again to be able to afford afford healthcare coverage and good decent Healthcare coverage. Um, any other thoughts you want to share with uh, with our listeners, Levi, around around this topic before we move on? Yes, um, I I I do see it as complex. I see it as a 
big hurdle for the country. But the the biggest thing about Washington that upsets me and led me to run for office is that we lack civility. And our politicians have managed to create a system, along with corporations, that don't serve the interests of the people, but serve the interests of the wealthy few. And that's demonstrated by campaign finance. When you look at the campaign finance of uh, of some of the top politicians, both Democrat and Republican uh, in the House and Senate, they are funded primarily by corporations. So the special interest is first, their own career interests are second, and the people are somewhat third. Um, and I can tell you, as a as a military member, when I was in, one thing that I learned from the military is selfless devotion to duty. When I uh, when I was leading my sailors, I led my sailors because I cared about them and I had to be responsible for their safety. Every time they went up to the aircraft carrier flight deck, I thought about if something happened to them, I would have to t- I would have to tell their family. I would have to face their family, and I was personally responsible. And that's what I want to bring to to office. Um, I think we have a lot of uh, priorities in this country, um, and none of them have seemed to be bettering the lives of our citizens, our everyday working people in this country. Um, in 2008, when the banks collapsed, my father lost his home in California. And, you know, the Secretary of the Treasury, Hank Paulson, um, went to bat and got $700 billion for the banks. So there was a big bank bailout, and regardless of if the banks needed it or not, they were allocated a certain amount of money. Now, I understand the reason for that. It was to stop the collapse from happening. But the businesses who acted irresponsibly were bailed out, but the people on Main Street were left out to dry. Yes, I recall that. Exactly. A lot of people losing their homes, uh, a lot of small businesses closed uh, due to that recession. And it took us several years, I think, to really come out of that. And and for those of us that have worked really hard for uh, being able to become a homeowner, it was just a devastating time for many citizens across the United States. Um, so you were in the Navy. Yes. And you did three tours. Yes. Which, and thank you for for serving our country and and so i've had the privilege as a clinical provider to support a lot of military families and i can say that i've helped a lot of military couples um remain married because deployment is so challenging on a family system and just having one spouse you know gone for eight to 12 months at a time yes. um, and it's just very taxing on a, on a relationship and on a marriage and so uh, thank you again for serving our country and 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 contributing and keeping us safe as a whole as a country because um, for those of you who serve uh, you know we I hope all feel indebted in helping you know keep America safe um, so you know as a as a military veteran would you like to share anything 
like how the and and I hear it a little bit already, Levi, and how your time when you've served has helped shape some of your views and your lens. Um, is there anything else that you might like to share with our listeners as they get to know you? Yes, um, I I think that the the U.S. military when I was in the Navy, it was. Uh, something that I took very seriously. Um, I more so um, took my oath to my people more seriously than anything. The leadership aspect of it is probably the most enjoyable part of my my service uh, was was leading my sailors and watching them improve and grow. And it's it's I can tell you from the folks that are serving right now, uh, it is a sacrifice on several levels because when you go to sea you realize that uh, that the the conditions are not prime right the food isn't i isn't fantastic um, the uh, the uh, housing accommodations in the military are not where they should be i would say um, and you really are serving for the for the selflessness and the selfless devotion to the country and uh, and to ultimately the commitment you make to your sailors, so that was uh, that was what drove me in the military was not per se the mission, but the the oath I the, I owed and the responsibility I had to lead my people. So I'm so moved by that, Levi, and 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 what I've heard you say uh, two or three times now is is the word civility um, and selfish devotion and how you were so committed and devoted to the young men and women that you oversaw to just hold in mind always their their safety and their well-being. And I relate this back to uh, what you're doing today and, and, and the role that you're attempting, attempting to step into as... Um, a representative for the Nevada Fourth Congressional District, um, and representing a const- a constituency. Uh, that was a hard word for me to say, <laughs> um, but but you know, you're you're should you be voted by uh, community members into this congressional role, you'll be leading, you know, if you will, your sailors. Um, to hopefully, you know, make a difference in regards to how we may do things in the future throughout the state of Nevada that will hopefully ultimately benefit uh, the well-being uh, of of individuals living in the state of Nevada. Oh yes. So, um, Levi, is there anything really quickly uh, that you would like to share with our listeners before we end this morning's show? Well, I would like to say that. My campaign is not business as usual. Um, the oath that I take that I will take as a representative is the oath that I will hold to each and every person uh, in our society. We we deserve to provide them with better. We deserve a better form of leadership that is on the ground and understands what people's plights are. And uh, I would like to be the personable congressman uh, that everyone knows uh, that you're that's that's not simply collecting a check or going to Washington to to trade stocks on insider information but someone who is actually a face in the community uh, that cares about each and every person's well-being 
I love that. I love that. And so listeners, if you are interested in learning more about Levi Schultz, you can learn more on Instagram at Levi for house. So that's L E V Y F O R house. You can also, if you are a TikTok person, um, you can learn more about Levi at Levi for house. He's making this really easy for all of us listeners, <laughs> as well as um, uh, what's this other social media platform, Levi? Oh, it's X. Oh, X. Okay. Well, I'm I'm not as hip um, <laughs> as others, but I'm learning. I'm learning. Um, and that is at Levi for House. And also, there's one more one more way that that we can learn more about Levi is on his website, which is www.voteforlevischoltz.com. And his last name is spelled S H. U-L-T-Z.com. So I want to thank you so much for taking the time to be on It's Where I Am. Uh, thank you, Levi, uh, wholeheartedly. And I look forward to seeing how your campaign unfolds. Um, this is Dr. G from Great Minds Counseling and Wellness Center on It's Where I Am, 91.5 FM, KUNV. Until next time. <laughs>